Hey everybody, welcome back to the show. Well, it is Japanese Grand Prix time this weekend, ladies and gentlemen. Now, if you haven't seen it yet, I have done a Japanese Grand Prix preview that was on my podcast yesterday. So normally, guys, I'm trying to get the preview out on a Thursday uh, for each race weekend, so it gives you a bit of time because I know the practice starts on the well, may, most of the practices are starting on the Fridays, so it gives you that little bit of chance to just get that catch up and then obviously jump into the weekend Friday, Saturday, and the Sunday. And normally, I'm going to be aiming for getting the, the reaction then every Sunday night just after the Grand Prix. So, I'm going to do my utmost best I can for you guys on that one. But uh, so yeah, so the that is out right now. The preview, check it out, guys, if you haven't seen it already. And um, yeah, quite a bit to talk about today. Just a bit of news. So um, before we jump into the weekend, Jap- Japanese Grand Prix, guys, Suzuka track. It is a monster of a track. Now, on my episode yesterday, I do go through quite a bit on. Uh, I break down a lap where the most important corner is, etc., etc., like I do for the the other rounds. And it, it really is, guys. It's a mega, mega, epic driver's track. It's a high-speed track, just like uh, Spa, Silverstone. Uh, there's been so many championship showdowns over the years here at Spa. Oh, sorry, at Spa, at Suzuka. It's been unbelievable. Um, but before we jump into that, and just one last note, guys, there won't be any YouTube today. I'm, I'm actually on the road today, a remote, as you'd say. Uh, so uh, there won't be any YouTube video. This is just audio file for today. So uh, looking at some of the news, the Japanese Grand Prix. Now, I was predicting yesterday that my predictions are, still are. For qualifying, I think we're going to have Verstappen taking pole. Norris in second and Piastri in third. And that was, I was predicting this for qualifying. I'm actually predicting the same result for the race. I think Verstappen could take the win. Norris in second and Piastri in third. So the exact same qualifying result bled over into the race result. Now, I've never actually done that. I'm, I'm not trying to do any sort of, you know, fancy gimmicks here. I just, for some reason, I got this feeling this weekend that uh, McLarens are going to be very, very strong. Uh, now, even Verstappen was saying it this morning. His biggest threat, he thinks, is going to be McLaren this weekend. And, and I do agree with him because since we've seen McLaren make this unbelievable upgrade jump from midfield to the back of the field up to the top of the field it was an um, it's one of the greatest upgrades formula one's ever seen ladies and gentlemen like i'm not joking here because most of the time you'll have a team that okay they'll put on a new wing or a new floor or whatever it is and an upgrade can can give you maybe two tenths now two tenths is a lifetime when it comes to racing it's a lifetime so i mean these guys have jumped i don't know the actual time sort of difference calculation but i think we're talking about a half a second to a second i mean they were that far off the pace and all of a sudden bang click of a finger one race 
they're up at the top. Unbelievable jump. It, I honestly think I cannot remember in all the years and years of racing I've ever watched Formula One, I don't think I've ever seen a jump that quick, that sudden for any team ever. So, you know, round of applause to McLaren because, wow. So I think they're going to be very dominant here at high speed. Uh, I think that uh, they were really good at Silverstone, which, which is obviously their, you know, their breakthrough performance with their upgrade. That's where they really jumped up the field. Uh, Silverstone, high speed track. Uh, you had Spa, high speed track. Here we go again. High speed track, Suzuka. It is very high speed. So I think this is going to play into the, into the hands of McLaren and, of course, Red Bull. Now, look, hey, like I always say, you never know. You don't know until you know. But I think, I think they're looking bloody good here, McLaren. And uh, they've got two boys, whereas I genuinely do believe they are, Red Bull are slowing down Perez. Now, I know there's a lot of people arguing with me on that one. That's okay. This is only my opinion, and that's your opinions. It's no problem at all. Totally respect what anybody else thinks. I do think, though, and I've seen it from personal experience, people, teams do slow drivers down. And the advantage McLaren have this weekend is that it doesn't seem like... I do think they're giving Norris that little bit of extra attention. I mean, a little bit. Now, you could look at the times and you can see Lando Norris... When they're going quick and when they're kind of when they're qualifying close to each other and finishing in the races close to each other, the two as in Norris and Piastri, when they are close enough, there's about two tenths difference in their lap time. Now, look, that is like I was saying, it, it's a lifetime of time. Now, what I'm saying is in this respect is that it doesn't seem that they're they're not slowing down Piastri. Like the, like Red Bull are slowing down Perez. I mean, Perez is just nowhere fucking near Verstappen most races these days. I mean, it's 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 a it's an insane amount of time. So they are keeping the the McLarens close by with each other. Now, one could argue, well, Piastri's the rookie. Maybe he's not quick enough yet. That could be true. I honestly don't think so, because Piastri would know quite a lot of these tracks anyway. He knows the McLaren at this stage. He knows the driving style of the McLaren car. All right? Like, normally, if, you, if you're a racing driver and you're any good, you're anything worth your salt, you'll know a driving style of a car within two races. Now, the team can tell you, oh, well, you know, you got to drive it like this, Peter. You got to do this. Okay. Now, that's all lovely and good, but you got to get out in the right. You got to get out in the track and actually take action. You got to do these, uh, do these type of traits, right? But normally it's only going to take you one or two races. And I'd say two races max. Uh, You know, and if it's two races, you probably had something happen in the first race. So therefore it just delayed a bit of track time bit of mileage under your belt. So I honestly think Piastri's up to speed. Um, I could be wrong, but I honestly don't think so. I think the guy's on the ball. I think he's ready to go. I think if you put him into Norris's car right now, he'd be right there on it. Um, I just don't think Norris is that quick, to be honest, anyway. So I think McLaren will have, I wouldn't say a slight advantage over Verstappen this weekend. 
but at least what they have coming forward is two instead of one. Now, unless Red Bull turn around and get Perez right up there again, but I don't think they're going to do that. But hey, we'll see, huh? We'll see. So anyway, guys, definitely I would keep an eye, keep a good close eye on McLaren this weekend. I think they're going to be, they're going to be on it. Um, there's a couple of other things actually. It's funny. People were dropping in my in my comments about uh, certain races that you know. Do I have any recommendations of uh, any YouTube videos to watch of old Formula One races? And by the way, guys, thanks for 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 reaching out and asking. And that's I always love to give a recommendation. It's 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 really cool. Um, and I love that people are so into Formula One now. It's it's, it's so cool. I lo- <laughs> I'm gonna lose my mind here. I'm fucking getting so excited. But it's so great. It's fucking so great, man. Um, so I certainly, yes, guys, I will. Now, I've only, I'm only starting for this weekend because, well, quite simply, it's only the last few, well, last few days, people have asked me for a couple of recommendations. So I would say this, guys. In fact, great weekend to start because the Japanese Grand Prix has been home to a lot of championship showdowns throughout the year. Where, in other words, it'll be the last round of the year championships up for grabs between two or three drivers whoever it is and whoever wins or whoever finishes ahead wins at the Japanese Grand Prix so it's always had plenty of drama attached to it this is the Japanese Grand Prix I would definitely keep an eye on if you can now I I did try and find this myself recently because uh, I love watching this race the 2000 Japanese Grand Prix at Suzuka and it's the showdown between Schumacher and Hakkinen. Now, it's actually quite hard to find. I don't know where it's gone. It fucking sucks. But maybe somebody's a little bit better at searching on YouTube than me. And guys, if you can find it, great. And it's so good, guys. It's so goddamn good. 2000 Japanese Grand Prix showdown championship decider between Schumacher and Hakkinen. And Schumacher and Hakkinen, like, it's such a good one because Schumacher won two championships in the Benetton in, I think, was it 94 and 95? Forgive me if I'm getting the... I might be off by a year or two there, but I think it was 94 and 95. He goes to Ferrari, doesn't win anything uh, for years. Pressure start, starting to mount because they're, Ferrari are paying Schumacher an absolute fortune to go to Ferrari. And, you know, thinking he's going to get the next championship up. Nothing happens. So the pressure's mounting here. And I won't, I won't tell you. You know what? I'm not going to spoil the rest. Um, and it, it's a great. And also you got Hakkinen coming up. He's a double world champion at this, at this stage. And he's going for it now, right? You've got two championship, world championship pedigree men at it. Hakkinen is one of the greats of all time. He is probably in the top three, I think, of qualifiers of all time. This guy was fucking scary to watch going around at some of the the Formula One tracks in qualifying. What that guy did to put it on the limit for one fucking lap was breathtaking. Even Michael Schumacher said that the biggest threat he's ever faced is Mika Hakkinen. And, And I don't blame him. Hakkinen sort of struggled a little bit in races, but hey, don't get me wrong, guys. I'm not trying to spoil it. I'm not spoiling anything here because Hakkinen has won plenty of races throughout the year. So, <laughs> but I'm just saying, in general, if anywhere Hakkinen was was a little weak, was in the race. Schumacher, his strength, qualifying, yes, racing, yes. 
Schumacher's weakness was if you put him under a bit of pressure. Now, he can take... Well, now, by the way, guys, that's a big part of being a champion, so don't get me wrong here. Schumacher's great under pressure. Was fantastic under pressure. But in certain scenarios, if, if the pressure mounts a bit too much, and if you're all over his ass, his bumper, and you're trying to overtake him, and, you're, and it looks like you're like getting really aggressive behind him, he can get a little frazzled. So anyway, guys, check out that one. Another one I would seriously recommend is, and actually maybe I'd put this one over the Schumacher and Hakkinen one, is Ayrton Senna and Alain Prost. Again, two years in a row, Alain Prost, Ayrton Senna going head to head. And I won't give anything away, but Prost's make, Prost makes a little bit of a dirty move year one. And Senna comes back and does the exact same thing one year later at the exact same track. And guys, it really is. It's unbelievable. And if you haven't seen it yet, I would recommend checking out a Senna documentary or, well, documentary movie on Netflix. If it's still up above on there, it depends obviously what country you're in. But Senna, it shows you actually a real in-depth detail of that of those two years in a row. Fucking drama all the way through. It's unbelievable um you'll probably be able to find it on youtube as well um okay so other news uh so there are my sorry guys there's my recommendations for for the japanese one i'll certainly throw in try and throw in a good few ones if i can think now for the next couple of races coming up soon etc um oscar piastri signs a multi-year deal well i'm not surprised the guy i i do really rate piastri i really do there's something about this guy there's something about this fucking guy. He's got that look. He's got that glint. He's, he's got pace. He's got consistency, which is the, the most important. His, his lap times are very consistent. Because, guys, there's no point of being quick for one lap and then you're dog slow for 10 other laps. You have to be consistent. Even if you could drive a lap at 100% and it could be the greatest lap of all time, but your next nine laps out of 10 are at 70%, that's dog shit. You're going, to, you're going to lose. Now, consistency is so important. I would choose any day of the week to be 95% consistent over 10 laps. And I would sacrifice that 5% for that one lap. Any day of the week. Maybe it sounds obvious like, duh, Peter. But you know, you'd be surprised what some people would go for, you know. Um, but consistency is a huge thing, and I think Piastri does have it. Um, I think he'll definitely challenge Norris at some races. Now, look, he's getting some mileage under his belt. I think he's up to speed, like I was saying at the start of the episode here. I really do. Like I was saying, if I'm wrong, and if he does need a little bit more mileage, well, he's got year one under the belt, pretty much. He's got seven races to go, so... He's just gaining so much experience and he'll be set. Now, I think, I think he's set anyway this year. But look, if I am on the wrong here and he does need that little bit more mileage, well, throw out this, this year, finish off this year and he will be good to go, guaranteed next year. So it's going to be very interesting to see what he, he does. Uh, Sebastian Vettel, perhaps coming back to Formula One. Is this a rumor? Is it true? Is it a bit of conspiracy theory? Who knows, guys? Who knows? 
there has been quite a few guys over the years that have retired and they've come back. I mean, even the great Michael Schumacher has done that himself. Um, like, and I understand it. I, like, I, I get it. I mean, e- even when I had to, unfortunately, retire from racing because lack of sponsorship, like, well, 98, 99% of drivers, um, you know, you do miss it. If you had m- your own money yourself, you'd invest it because you're like, oh, I'd love to go back in, love to go back in. So it is that you get itchy. You know, you, you don't kind of know yourself after Formula One for a, or racing in general for a while because you've been invested as a young kid into winning and, you know, being in the spotlight for so many years. All of a sudden it's gone. It's a very bizarre feeling. And it's not that, you know, you're in the spotlight and you're getting attention. It's the winning that you miss. And not even at the winning. It's also, more importantly than the winning, it's the bond in brotherhood. I mean, that sounds maybe corny and, you know, who do you think you are, Peter? An army dude? But, I mean, it really is, guys, because it's a team effort. There's one person in that car, he or she, who races. But you've got in-car radio and you're talking to your engineer. That person is putting your life, you're putting your life in their hands every weekend. It's a team event. It's a family event. You know, you've got your parents. They're invested, too. They've invested in huge amounts of time. It really is a family team unit, so to speak. Um, So I understand that Vettel could be getting itchy feet here. Question is, where does he go? I mean, there's no point of coming back to Formula One, going back into someone like Haas or, uh, I don't know, you know, Alfa Romeo. I mean, he's just going to be making up numbers. Does he really want to be doing that? You know, he, he, he might, he might be able to scratch the itch, yes, for three or four races. Great to be back on a high. But he's not going to be happy at the back of the grid. So if he's coming back, he's going to want to be going back to, well, okay, let's look at, look who there is. There's Red Bull. Well, that ain't happening. Verstappen and I honestly think Perez are Ricardo would be back in now. Vettel won four world championships at Red Bull. So you'd think, okay, well, there has to be a chance, right? Yes, there could. I just don't think they're going to bring him back. Now, would he have more of a chance coming back than, than Ricardo? Technically speaking, yes, he would. But I don't think they have it. Because Red Bull are very, very invested in the young driver. The young guy winning the championship. And back in the day, Vettel was a young guy who won four world championships in a row. Looks great for Red Bull, the sponsors, everyone. So has Vettel got just a bit too old to be going back to Red Bull? Then again, you could say that about Ricardo. Ricardo's not a, a young spring chicken like Piastri and all those guys. No. So I don't think he's going to go back to Red Bull. Then again, guys, maybe I'm wrong. So, okay, there's Red Bull. You've got McLaren. Well, the two boys have signed their deal, so that's not, that's not happening. You've got Mercedes. Now, Hamilton is, is in already. George Russell, he ain't going anywhere. Uh, you've got Ferrari. I don't see him going back to Ferrari. I just don't see it. Um, in fact, I must just double check if uh, Carlos Sainz and Leclerc have signed deals. I think Leclerc is actually on for another year anyway. But I think Carlos Sainz, especially after his win in Singapore, yeah, they ain't getting rid of him. They ain't getting rid of him. So who else is there left? Maybe Williams, but no, I think Albon is the English guy in an English team. I think he's secure. 
uh, I don't think there's anywhere else. But you'll be interested to see, guys, what, what comes up. So we're going to close this off in a few minutes, but we're going to just go to one last thing. It's, it's funny because there's so much tech talk. Now, guys, I know I've been recommending Formula1.com or F1.com, the website, okay? I wouldn't go to any other website out there. They've, some of them, I mean, some of them are so fucking ridiculous. They'd make you think that there's UFOs have abducted, abducted Lewis Hamilton and Hamilton now is a different person. I mean, it, they're just fucking insane, some of these websites. They're like the, they're like the National Enquirer for Formula One. Formula One, F1.com is the best website out there for up-to-date news or whatever it is, if you are going through websites. And um, their tech talk, a lot of talk about what's the secret sauce behind Red Bull. Is it this? Is it that? Is it this? Is it that? You see, the thing people got to remember here is, yes, there could be one specific element of Red Bull's car. So let's say, in other words, it's their, their floor. In other words, they're, getting, they're generating loads of mechanical aer- aerodynamic, um, loads of mecha- mechanical grip through their floor. And it gives them an extra 10, 15% more than all the other teams. Right? This is just a sheer example I'm throwing out here now, guys. Now, that's all well and good. But you see, what people are not remembering here is that you could have one great element of your car, but the rest of the car could be dog shit. It's like having an unbelievable, the fastest engine Formula One has ever seen. But yet, the chassis is crap. The car itself is crap. So it's all about the balance. So yes, Red Bull could have this, you know, quote, secret sauce floor. But yet, it has to work and connect with the rest of the car. So I would just say that to you guys. Try not to get caught up in too much of the, oh, is it this, is it that? Doesn't matter. The whole car has to, I mean... Like I say, it sounds corny maybe, but the whole car has to connect with itself in order to go fast. So, yeah, I hope that helps, guys. And listen, uh, quick podcast today. And, oh, the Japanese Grand Prix. It's going to be very exciting. Now, I think it is on at 6 a.m., guys. So, uh, just in case you're wondering, obviously, they'll be showing highlights, etc., but... Um, don't quote me on that because I just checked it there a minute ago. I think it starts at 6 a.m. qualifying and the race uh, on Saturday morning and Sunday morning. So um, you can check that out, obviously, as well on, online. But uh, yeah, it's an early start, guys. It's a very early start if you want to get all of the uh, Q1, Q2, Q3 and the full race in. But uh, they'll definitely be doing highlights. And of course, I'll be back with my highlights on Sunday night or Monday morning, guys, as well. So you won't miss a beat. Thanks for listening, guys. Talk to you later. Bye.